you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hey, everybody. The NFL app is back this season, and it is completely reimagined. Whoa. You can live stream your local games and get all primetime games live right on your phone along with the all-new Game Center for breaking news, highlights, stats, and real-time insights from around the NFL. Not this around the NFL. Or for your favorite team, download the NFL app. The Around the NFL podcast is part of Project Pink Pony. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined in a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. There are plenty of legs to that, by the way. To what? From day one of this show, Project Pink Pony, which essentially is the Patriots sending people right. out throughout the league as, you know, quiet Trojan horses. Trojan horses that will lift up the Patriots organization while but never looking that way overtly. Right. Can you cite an example? Hence the Lions, you know, beating the Patriots down in week. We three. just made the point right here. Greg immediately jumps in with a with a pro Patriots so argument. He's part of it? Greg is I part mean, of it? for seven hundred plus shows, he's wow. quietly apologized uh, and made and masked over anything that the Patriots have done that looks at all ill to the viewer. Why do you guys think I live in Santa Monica and you guys are in Culver City? Well, that's for other reasons. <laughs> like I get in that Belichick cash. He's just sending me it in the mail. Just Hi, everybody. Let's talk about football. <laughs> okay. That's random. Uh, today's show, good one, good one. A lot to get to. Speaking of the throne of sleaze, the Patriots and Colts will play on Thursday Night Football this week, so we're going to preview that. Also, Chris Wessling wrote a banger.com backslash members password cool cats about mm. the top 10 MVP candidates at the quarter poll. I'd like to see where that link goes. Maybe you don't want to know. <laughs> Rep whistle. Oh, the great news is you don't you don't need to pay the membership. NFL.com and Chris Wessling's articles and everyone here. It's free. Absolutely. So you can't complain about it. And Mark's reference there, a good ref, Mark. 
if you go to any suspect sites or gambling sites or, God forbid, adult sites, uh, you get sent uh, on if you're on the NFL media network to a referee blowing a whistle image, which says, <laughs> kind of amazing. No, bro. When's the last time you got ref whistled, Dan? About six times a day. <laughs> really? That is Haven't you like learned what? No. What you can do? I always. I just hope one day to break through. You're like, whoa, can't go to brobible.com again? Come on, man. <laughs> I just want to surf the web, man. Bro Bible, that's a thing? I think so. I think it's like a, a bar stool type thing. Yeah, okay. You can't even get on bar stool like on, a, this, uh, like a lads. on this um, network. True story. I mean, I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. Right. I'm not, not saying. I'm just saying there is a, a pretty stringent policy. Mm. Well, there's a human coming up and expanding the list and maybe dropping items from the list. That's a weird job that someone hasn't. It's same thing with the I don't know. player of the week. It's very it's nebulous. Super shadowy. About who who is making these decisions. And I'm not necessarily Probably someone not in the right mm. – I would not – it's not going to be the right person. It seems a little, like – Almost petty that you can't go to NBA.com from the NFL's web. It's yeah. It's like, come on. Have a little more security. <laughs> so. By the way, I did a little, as the uh, ATN Media Insider, did a little digging on the uh, Player of the Week. Oh, I, I, would, I did some digging, too. Yeah, and I, I do know. I do, too, but I don't think I'm at liberty to disclose. Really? Sometimes you... Even, well, that is a worthless report. No, give, us, give us something. No, is it true? Yeah, insider, that's, it's a bad insider job. Like whenever well, whenever Ian okay. Rappaport alludes that he knows something and he doesn't tell the public, you're like, that is just... It's like a humble brag again. I, I don't know what I would it is. suggest no. looking that's in wrong. the realm of PR people. Well, I knew... Yeah, I could have guessed the, that. That's a nugget. This is the thing. As an insider, half the stuff you learn is not... For the public, that's true, right? But you just brought mining. it to the public. That's what insiders <laughs> keep it to themselves. I'm a different type of insider, okay? <laughs> you know. Anyway, uh, I want to address a couple things uh, from the Tuesday Twitter show. I just want to hit that for a second. And if you're not watching it, please do. It's it should be pinned on the top of our individual pages, and I believe even on the Around the NFL Twitter page, uh, you can watch it. It was a, a, a gay time had by all. Um, and one of the topics was a, a debate club, an ATN debate club, a callback to the original name of this very podcast. And uh, it was uh, Wes and Seth's moving company against the hot boys, Reggie and Greg. Watch the show just to see Reggie and Greg try, Reggie to, Bush. Do, try to do a, a, a celebration uh, high five together or a fist bump or whatever that was. We recovered. We recovered, and it was smooth the rest of the way. Uh, well, that's your people are, victory. People are still debating whether you recovered or not. Street talking, Greg. But Wes Sess, very upset. The, the win went to the Hot Boys, and you thought you got, you got sandbagged on the last question, which was uh, what is the big, better fan experience, uh, tailgate and stadium, or couch and flat screen? And you thought that because – when we went to the Rams game last week, that I that is what I prefer. That's actually not true. I just miss it because I never get to do it. But I actually think the better fan experience uh, now in 2018 is couch, flat screen. With so you're just saying that Greg and Reggie argued better than Yes, that's, that's the point. It was never if, about what I, what I believed. I don't, I don't believe argue. that. It's not I about what's right. It's about who debates better. By questioning 
what Dan likes better, you're you're questioning his integrity. Absolutely. I'm way more upset about Dan just handing you the victory and claiming it was about I mean, you, argument. You're the, the one I mean, we have to argue the reality for like, that it was we have to argue for like yet another one handed catch from a wide receiver versus the play that everyone's gonna remember for fifteen years from Patrick. All Cox. I know is Wes better. S was co- commenting early on that the chemistry between Reggie and I was like Stockton to Malone and I, we were setting each other up. I mean so, that. I mean You were good teammates. So there we go. You were a formidable it a, opponent. It was a tough match. Don't hit out at the moderator. Just, you know, go back to I the mean, lab. Look. <laughs> or the warehouse at this, the moving company. This facade that you have that this was somehow a real debate was, is interesting. But I think you know. if you go back and watch the tape, there were mistakes made. And, the, and I'll leave On your end? No, I was, oh. I was just. Not on your All end. All right, Riveron. <laughs> <laughs> a bastion of integrity. All right, let's get to it. Let's start, of course, with some news. But obviously, DJ Hayden is going to be out week to week, and Fournette's out. So go ahead, tweet. Hold on, I'm just saying. At least you appreciate it. I know what you guys have to do. Doug Marone. Oh, Dougie. Let's get to it. Le'Veon Bell. Big news uh, came out of Monday a report from ESPN's Jeremy Fowler uh, that uh, the Steelers running back is expected to report to the team during their week seven buys. Steelers are one, two, and one. They definitely miss him. Uh, and uh, Bell looking for a contract uh, has not gotten it yet, but also looks like he intends to play. He even spoke to Fowler on the record. So it seems like this is what the situation is. Mike Tomlin, for what it's worth, on Tuesday said, I have not talked to Le'Veon, and I really have no Le'Veon update. Uh, Greg, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, the Steelers could use this man. It, and it, it's a way for Bell to let them know when he's going to be back. It makes sense. He gets a two weeks of practice before uh, two straight division games. There's only two more games before that bye. But if I'm a Steelers fan, I'd be worried about these two matchups. Atlanta is not your average one-win team, and then you're in Cincinnati in week six. It's tough. And I think there's absolutely a chance the Steelers lose both of that those games, and you're 1-4-1, one, and, one, and Bell is returning too late. So I think that these next two weeks and really the, the next – Stretch of the schedule all the way through Week Eleven. There are no gimmies. It's tough matchups. They have for the one Steelers. of the. They have the, that whole division has a tough schedule with its own division and the NFC. South. Absolutely. So they need to they need to win this game, especially uh, against the Falcons at home, so that they're not stuck going to Cincinnati at one three and one in a totally desperate situation. I, I get that. I get that. Like it's become tiresome for people to uh, question the business side of what the players doing here, but. It's the football's unique in the sense that, like, what if one of the four of us decided to be selfish enough to a be offered an incredible amount of money and comfort to do a job you like and that include your abilities in theory, but then you need to hold out until midway through the season while the other three people must toil away to do all the work and then show up like, you know, on December fifteenth or November twentieth, be like, hey, I'm back. Like, I mean, how? That does not work, but apparently it has to work for an NFL locker room. Right. You're trained to approach it from a business standpoint and a cold, calculated business standpoint. But as a teammate, I think you naturally question someone like that. I would if you guys did that. Well, I think what's fascinating about this is it's not even necessarily a business decision. I think most people that really study the business of it all said it's not a good business. He's ultimately going to lose money. I it's think about it's, money, which makes it a business decision. Well, but I think they think he's probably going to lose money in the end by doing it. But it's a health it's a health and quality of life and 
It's because uh, he didn't get a contract, which right. makes it a business. It's decision. a trade. Off, it's a trade off with the Steelers that he doesn't want to give his carries to them. He wants to give them to his next team, essentially. And and it's not a terrible idea to take off some time in the middle of his career. You just shouldn't do it while you're on a team like this. <laughs> uh, moving on, this is suspension return week. A host of players, many of them um, important players to their teams, are uh, back in action after missing the four weeks of the season, either due to personal conduct policy violations or the uh, drug policy violation. So here's a list, and it's a it's a it's a it's a team that could take on the Greybeards. Yeah. There's some <laughs> players here. Uh, Patriots wide receiver Julian Edelman. You're excited about that, Ricky Hollywood. I'm so excited. You love that, man. Mm. Uh, Saints running. Hello. Saints running back Stay Mark in control, please. Ingram. <laughs> Bengals linebacker Vontae's perfect. Cowboys defensive tackle David Irving. Uh, Robert Turbin of the Colts. Uh, Jimmy Smith of the Ravens. Darrell Worley of the Raiders. A lot of big-time players back in action, Wes. Yeah, I was looking at this list to see who the best player is, and I think it's probably Jimmy Smith. But the Ravens' defense has done pretty well without him. Julian Edelman might be the most needed player on this list um, because the Patriots just haven't been able to move the ball through their wide receivers this year. Thomas Davis will be back soon. The Panthers had the bye week, so he'll be back in a week. That's a big addition. But Jimmy Smith, to me, is the one that stands out because the Ravens right now are the hardest team to pass on in the league already. Hey, what so about- you're adding a, a number one cornerback to a team that's the hardest to pass on in a league where everyone can pass. That's pretty like Whose that's job the ultimate is he weapon. Kind of feel bad for him. Brandon Carr will probably get less snaps. Marlon Humphrey's playing too well to, to lose any snaps. That Robert Turvin, I never would have thought that the Colts needed him so desperately, but mm. he should come in and start immediately. I like David Irvin coming back alongside Demarcus Lawrence against the Texans offensive line on Sunday night. One of the Cowboys defensive ends will be suspended by noon tomorrow. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> it's like it has to, there has to be one at yeah. all times. I think Vontae's perfect, too, for a Bengals team that has been destroyed by the run weeks in a row. They, they miss Paul Gunther, their defensive coordinator. It's been uh, a quiet story that their defense is way worse, especially their their linebackers and their secondary than they were compared to a year ago. Just remember, don't get too comfortable with Vontae's perfect on the field. He'll get suspended. Right, yes. Oh, no doubt about it. But, I mean, He's, we'll see him for be, 30 or 40 he minutes. He might do a flying spear launch on his first tackle of the year. Just we'll get him for missed. a quarter or two. He got suspended <laughs> all the time before the new rules. Exactly. <laughs> like, do it in practice. He'll just take out a coach. Yeah, I think he's played three career games, actually. I like, like If that, you look uh, it up on uh, NFL.com. Preston Brown, a Bengals linebacker, said that Vontez Berkvicht was looking a little fat around the sides. Mm. <laughs> I like that. Uh, ooh, kicker update. Uh, he couldn't fucking do it. Oof. Sam, is it Ficken? I think it's Ficken. It yeah, it's, it uh, but I like what you did there. Uh, but he, I mean, or, it's, it's, it's over. For sometimes you've got to stretch the pronunciation for the joke. Uh, he's been waived by the Rams. Not a surprise. Uh, last Thursday night uh, against the Vikings, he struggled again, missing two of three field goal attempts. Uh, excuse me, he missed two of three uh, since taking over for uh, Greg Leg Zerline, who's got that injury. Uh, but he missed one on Thursday night that that would have salted the game away. It was a bad miss on a, a short kick, and you had a feeling it was over for Sam. And now it is. So Cairo Santos is signed. Uh, and what what is going on? You want to talk about collusion? You know, let's be let's be real here. Kai's Kai, and I get that. Kai Forbath should be the kicker of the Rams. He tried right out now. though, so they gave him uh, a shot. Cairo Santos has been a better kicker throughout his career but than Kai Forbath. You can get exci- ooh <laughs> kicker heat. Back. You take that back, Wes. <laughs> no, you look at you can say, oh, he had a better workout. Maybe maybe Kai missed one off the upright or something. 
whatever. Go back to the tape. Watch a tape in Minnesota last year. Kai had a nice year. The kick, yeah. Team. Well, things change. <laughs> things change. He was struggling. There's tape for kickers, Wes. There's tape for everybody. Has anyone ever watched one of these kicker tryouts? Because a lot of times the guy who wins is surprising. Well, yeah, that's true. But as a as a five eight, he's listed as five eight. Cairo Santos, one hundred and sixty pounds, which means he's probably five six one fifty. Uh, and he went to Tulane. So I feel a special connection. This, he's the closest thing I'll ever have to an avatar in the NFL. Okay. My memory is faulty, but before they wow. before they got HarrisonButtKicker.com, um, Cairo Santos was one of the best kickers yeah. in the league, and then he went through groin problems Whatever. for a year or two. Yeah, well, you know. Named after Egypt's you know, capital. A lot, lot, lot of Santos stock on this <laughs> no, show. It's, just, it's like you can't get this from other shows. You bring Kai in the building, and you don't take care of him. That's disrespectful. Mm. Interesting that it's Kai versus Cairo. Mm, interesting. Hey, uh, New York Jets malcontent updates. Uh, no suspension for Robbie Anderson, uh, which was quite surprising uh, for a host of issues that he had in the offseason, including a, uh, a salty exchange with a police officer while in the back of a, uh, a cruiser. And uh, the problem is that's good news for the Jets and their fans, but – he is completely evaporated in this offense, uh, which does not like to throw the ball downfield. And Robbie Anderson is most dangerous as a deep threat. But he'll be on the line. 108 yards this year on eight catches. Right. He's not been much a, of a year. A he's complete, no Naheem Hines. <laughs> he's been a complete uh, afterthought. And this is a guy that was on pace for a 1,200-yard season before Josh McCown got hurt last December. Uh, also, Jets running back Isaiah Crowell. Uh, if you remember in that Thursday night game after scoring his second touchdown, he uh, pretended to be cleaning himself in the bathroom after a deuce, and then he threw the football into the crowd, apparently unhappy about how his Browns tenure ended or went. And, uh, and he gets fined 13 Gs for that. But he probably got the money back because uh, we learned that he signed a endorsement deal off this with the company. What was it again, Greg? Dude Wipes. Dude Wipes. I'm not going to buy dude wipes and encourage that. I don't know who, who is buying that. I mean, I, I would say he's responsible for the psychological turning point of that Browns-Jets game, which was won by Cleveland. I, <laughs> I hope he gets money from dude wipes and not just the 17 boxes that he displayed in his Instagram picture because, like, and, and he had enough dude wipes to last him a lifetime. You want real you money out of, out of even being <laughs> a sign, you know, assigned to that pitch. I mean, in terms of, like, gross touchdown celebrations, it's pretty good, though. You're, the ball was his toilet paper, and he threw it to the, the fans. Which, why which he is didn't that like. good? And there's like a personal. <laughs> I mean, if you're looking for something really gross, oh, that's, you're, that's gross. We're supposed to be looking for something gross. I mean, if you were like 11 years old, you would. That's what he was going it. for. The bowling, generally not attracted really to unattractive things. What's that? The bowling touchdown really grossed me out. Oh, really? Yeah, that, that touchdown hmm. dances. Just because most bowlers are gross? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Michael Kendricks. <laughs> Is, uh, that is a hot take. I mean, I don't, I don't, I didn't have a feeling about bowlers in general before. That is classist. Uh, yeah, it is actually. Uh, Keith Hansis bowls. You got a problem with him? Oh no, me and Keith go way He's back. Got a one Every bowler average. but Keith Hansis. Okay, that feels like a really solid theory coming from behind the glass. There, every got, guy with a name with tag that says Earl is not happy with you. You got a problem with Keith's 186? No, me and Keith go way back. We're good. How are bowling alleys doing in 2018? They're fine. I was just at one the other night. They're fine. They're not doing great, but they're fine. They, they appear to be. Some no, closed, I'm just curious. Like You don't see artic- You see a lot of articles like, oh, the death of baseball. No one wants to well, go to the like, How are bowling now? Well, they attach them to, to nice young diners and bars now. Are young people bowling? 
I was there the other night, and I did not see young people. Probably not in Santa Monica, Greg, but in other parts of, of the country, which are sometimes ravaged by economic setbacks, some people do go bowling because it's less uh, pricey than taking 15 people yeah. to the Mets game or it, something. It's, it's, true. A, it's an economical Right. I used to go bowling all the time. Doggle. Yeah, Greg doesn't like drive. what I just said. <laughs> My parents would drop me off at the bowling Well, alley. you're right. I mean, there are tons of bowling alleys everywhere in L.A. It's not like they're, they're not there. But a lot of those are like she-she, like come in, come in like a dress and like a button-down shirt and pretend to bowl while you're yeah, getting hammered. I have a, fr- a martini and french fries. Your mom would just drop you off with your daily gallon of milk? <laughs> yeah, she'd say, go have fun bowling, <laughs> sweetie. <laughs> Michael Kendrick suspended indefinitely by the NFL on Tuesday uh, following a review into his September guilty plea to insider trading charges. Mike Garofolo report he's on the Seahawks now. He's even been a starter for them. Uh, but the Browns cut him immediately after his arrest, and uh, and now uh, the Seahawks will not see him. And it's quite possible, it's kind of a bummer, but he's got a federal prison uh, sentence probably looming here uh, that he's played his final down. That's mm. why you don't inside trade. Don't do it. The the deep get banged. There there's a good uh, Uncle Sam's gonna come for you, baby. Yeah, it's a really interesting story. There's a long form which I'm forgetting who wrote it about. Just the the story behind it is. It's pretty fascinating. And it was fascinating that the Seahawks signed him knowing this was almost certain to happen, that they just decided, what, whatever, three games was worth it. I think it. they were and quite you know shorthanded what? at the time. Yeah. Or it gets delayed or whatever. He yeah. made a difference. He helped that he team. Good. He helped that team for three weeks, and now it's over. But with one thing on insider trading, is I feel like since the age of like 12, I'd heard of it, and I don't know what it is at all, but I basically know I should not be doing it. But then do you suddenly, if you're one of these people pulled into this, you realize, oh, I didn't even realize I was insider trading. I was doing something nefarious that I thought would make money, and I'm already on second base of this uh, Well, if you issue. don't know what insider trading is and you're working in that realm, you probably deserve whatever. Well, I mean, he basically went along with – Do you sign a paper that says, now I'm insider trading, and now I'm, and now I'm in that works. world? It he feels went along like you get with someone who knew it. exactly what he was doing. Yes, and he and knew that, what he was doing. Yeah. There is – just to answer, because I, I know the industry, uh, yes, there is a note that you sign. I will now be an insider trader. You know this industry. You have the figures on the bowling industry. I mean, it's widespread. Uh, That's what's happening in the news. You may or may not have heard, but Lowe's is a new home for craftsmen, which means that at Lowe's you'll find an ever-growing selection of mechanics, tools, tool storage, and more in-store and online, ready to help tackle projects throughout your home. If one of those projects happens to be in a really tight space to get to, then you definitely need to check out the 122th ratchet. It has a three-degree arc swing, you guys. Don't you know what that does? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what does it do, Wes? <laughs> Gives you more leeway. You can go around things. You can swing it out. You can go around. A three-degree arc swing. Hey, twins. <laughs> you can loosen or tighten bolts with less movement in those hard-to-reach spots. Correct, Wes. That should make it easy to tackle any auto or DIY project on your list. Shop the new home of Craftsman today at Lowe's.com slash around. That's Lowe's.com slash around. Greg. I think it's toolbox time, baby. I rent, I'm not fixing someone else. I rent. I thought you meant you rent a toolbox. Yeah. What? I'm in my toolbox almost every weekend. I just little things to take care of the house. Every weekend, I even like a toe. bathroom doorknob gets a little loose. You just every get a little. You just some nails. Yep. Hammer. Your screwdriver. Your power drill. Right. Your, Picture falls off the measurer, wall. Yeah. That's what your ruler. wife is for. You know. Oh. <laughs> or or Vicky. your or I your phone or your go. phone to text the owner ah! of the house. Come, come fix it, owner of your That house. is what the wife is for, you know? 
Sometimes you gotta let the you gotta let the girls. It's uh, okay to have non-traditional roles. Absolutely, that they can. But to suggest that they always would, it's whoever has a free hand. Right, you, you could spin it. You it's called spin a partnership. It didn't pass the sniff test for me. That comment by Greg. <laughs> You're up, Mark. Um, <laughs> all right, so we have another. Uh, a band phrase for me. I'm I'm adding another one. It's like oh, it was like, well, why would why would we keep adding band phrases? Like, did Miriam Webster building his dictionary decide after like eight words, we're done, we're good? It, it we're building a compendium of things that we don't that we I don't enjoy, and you're always willing or allowed to add your own. Where is anti dictionary? Where is this yeah. blowback that you're adding too much? <laughs> I kind of just pre-preparing for it. Like, why is this still a segment? <laughs> well, it's not a segment. It's a, it's it is refining what we're trying to do here. And a lot of it has to do with Twitter behavior. And it's and, a, and sometimes this is one of those words that wouldn't like catch all of society by, by storm. It's a phrase. But it is especially rampant within the sports uh, media and sports writing community, which I know gets on everyone here's radar. Oh, and it yeah. starts to bubble up. This is one where you'll see it'll be Thursday night. Um, and it will be someone from... Uh, a distant NFL city flying into a stadium, and it's that very typical boring picture three hours before kickoff yes. of their laptop in front of a field. It says, my office for the day. <laughs> so it's a phrase that's going. Are you going to say anything? Or? I'm, just gonna, I'm always told I don't let the sound effect play out, so... As long as it's going on. Really but, picked a doozy to let play out. Yeah, you well. Want, you want the listener to enjoy that. that we did. This came from a Twitter follower. I'm going to retweet his, okay. his tweet uh, when I find it here. It is. It was a great suggestion. And that it, it's a great suggestion when you realize, wait a minute, that has annoyed me for a very, very long time. And if you're doing this, just stop doing it. In fact, you are ordered to stop doing it. Okay. This one feels a little esoteric. Not all of them are like grand slams. If you go no, open I, a dictionary, some words are a little more nuanced and focused at certain people. Not every right. word is like no, a five-star word. I couldn't agree more. And we, the problem is there's something inherent, I guess, about being a sports writer that just makes you do it. Because we all sent out the same somewhat boring picture from wherever we were sitting of a, of a blank. But we don't say of my week. office. For no, the you day. don't say that. You don't say but that. But isn't that kind but of I don't need those. I, right. I, I don't need I, those pictures. They're boring. I know what a, a football feels like. I don't like. need the picture either, but the picture alone I would forgive because if you're at the Super Bowl and you're taking a picture of the stadium, every human is doing that. I kind of get that. But with, it's the my office Why? for the day where it's like, A, that's a humble brag. We get it. You're covering football or you're covering a baseball game. Good for you. We'll figure out that you're covering it by the context of your information. Right. Show us something that proves that it was helpful to be there, and we'll, we'll figure it out. What would you say to the people? I'm with you 100%. Thank you, Greg. What would you say to the people That's who fine. Have, I'm, I'm fine. have thrown out the theory that this is just your gateway to banning social media altogether? That eventually no, it's going to happen. No, because well, I think that's those are alarmists because that would take a lot. There's a lot of stuff happening on Twitter Mark that I will never that get to. Power. I am just no, finding no, it, banning his cer- own social certain. Media. Well, that will happen in some way, but certain things that I just find annoying, I find sometimes that at least 75 percent of other people also find that's it a somewhat high annoying. Watermark. I mean, Mark's not getting off the gram. He's the he's the most social media savvy guy. None. You never know. Group. Like the it, the whole thing is some some at some point just ghost entirely and. Turn it all off. Turn the shop lights off. You're definitely Leave. quitting Twitter before Instagram. Mark's not oh, quitting yeah. any social media. Twitter? <laughs> That's my my guarantee. I think you like it. You love the social. Not post. Not you post like to working complain here. about it too. Post working here, I, I did. <laughs> Twitter would probably be deep in the rearview mirror. All right, there you go. Banned. You can no longer say 
my office for the day. Local journos and national journos. It's out. Gone. Gone. I like when the cannon fire fires it away. I don't know. I think Eric could kind of drop the ball just giving us. There we go. Get it out of here. Let's. let's oh, get she looks so bored, by the way. <laughs> Top 10 MVP. She's just mad that her insurance went up $800. I'm so She's upset. I'm going to punch that little gecko in the throat. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens when you hit someone with your car. Literally, you hit a woman. <laughs> she ran into my stopped car, okay? All right. I, I hate to do this, but we have some. Uh, uh -oh. One minute ago on Twitter.com, Erica Tamposia sent a tweet out that says, My office for the day with a picture of the four of us. Oh, that's 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 rich. Well, Mark, what are you gonna do? What are you doing in this situation? You're dealing with someone that at every turn in the road is looking for uh, self-promotional <laughs> items, self-promotional wow. tweets, anything she can do to get on any microphone anywhere. Oh, and uh, for her good <laughs> qualities, I'll endure this part of her personality. Wow. <laughs> that was a good tweet. That was too real. That was, that was yeah. That was real. really upsetting. That, what? That was a little bit cutting. <laughs> Yeah, that like every microphone I can get on. Oh. Are you speaking into a microphone right now? Yeah, uh, touche. You make me. I, I don't, don't make you. I don't want to be here. Oh. <laughs> oh. Erica, your good qualities far outweigh that one little bullet point that Check needs some Check out the work. broadcast drops every Thursday. Make sure you subscribe <laughs> exactly. and download right now. You, you you left it open for it. The top 10 MVP candidates after week four, Chris Wessling wrote a banger. Ooh, it's a beefy one, too. I'm going to say... I'm going to say it's about 1,200 words of action. It's over 2,000, baby. Oh, whoa. That is a lot of content. And that's because Wes went methodically through each of the 10 and really dug into it. This is no one-liner. And there are certain people in this industry, maybe even in this company, that, that get a list assignment and they knock out the column clearly in about 25 minutes. Wes burning the midnight oil. He didn't even get a lot of sleep last night. Look at this guy. He's wearing his glasses. He looks like hell. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but well, you I'm, look tired. I'm conflicted about list articles because I th it feels like the entire industry has decided just to do slideshows and whatever. And what that was like seven years ago. The slideshows have kind of died. Or it's of not worth. <laughs> Greg, ever the just, contrarian. I'm just saying. We, what did you, what we have like 30 slideshows slide on our site right now, by the way. Gennaro, our editor, yes. called it rank it and bank it. That's the approach that most people take toward it. But I like where do else do I have to put my game game pass notes? Yeah, that's fair. So that's what that's what goes in there. But here's the the I'm I'm with you on that. But don't you like reading lists? That's the thing that's it's a catch twenty. I enjoy. Them. Ultimately, I like reading them. They are my guilty pleasure. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. <laughs> Bro, Casey, know, I, can, I don't even know what to do with Dan right now. Number ten on your list. Wow. Uh, defensive lineman, Tennessee Titans. Uh, this is, I think, a lot of people. You know that maybe don't dive as deep into the tape as as Wes would not have Drell Casey anywhere near uh, an MVP list. Tell us why he's on yours. Well, symbolic of the Titans, and there were about ten different guys I could have thrown in there at ten. To me, the analysis is more interesting than the number. Um, while the while the Titans were going through their backup quarterback and missing a couple of tackles, and the wide receivers not making plays, the defense carried this team. For weeks two and three, and then they showed up big in week four, too. And Jarrell Casey is playing as well as any defensive lineman in football this year. I don't care what PFF's grades say. He's up there with anyone. And they, they've got him very high. 
And, well, I'm sure they do, but um, this is a guy who's been possibly the most unsung star in the NFL for the last half decade. I like that you put him in here against the other 10, probably nine of them running backs or quarterbacks or whatever. It will because because the whole way that MVP voting happens and there hasn't been a defensive player pick since Lawrence Taylor led the league in sacks in 1986. 25 franchises would need to fold for Jarrell Casey to win MVP, but <laughs> I will say he belongs on this list. Yeah, I don't even think he's going to be top 10 consideration by the end of the year. I just want to give him maybe he'll some get, credit that he's been due. Maybe he'll get the defensive player of the year. Um, just conversation, he'll be in that. He's one of the rare guys that's probably as good against the run as he is against the pass. And he's a good reminder, and Geno Atkins this year is too. Sometimes with defensive linemen or offense, you just kind of like assume they're at the same level every year. And it's like, no, great players yeah. go up and down on, at those positions just like any other. And Jarrell Casey's playing better this year than he's ever played. Seven, eight, nine on this list is three incredibly important uh, skill players to their respective teams. Uh, Zeke Elliott, Running back Cowboys, nine. Tyreek Hill, wide receiver Chiefs, eight. Todd Gurley, running back Rams, seven. Tyreek Hill, Wes, you've been uh, singing uh, praises of that wide receiver all season. Thought he might even be a little higher on this list. Yeah, I originally had him higher, um, and then he kind of disappeared for stretches of the last two games. I do think he's very valuable for what he does, even when he's not touching the ball, that he really opens the spacing for this offense, and they have as much spacing as any offense in the league. And I think that's why. I think he has a Randy Moss-like effect because of his speed. And he and that's why Alex Smith was an MVP candidate. It's one of the reasons why Patrick Mahomes is going to be an MVP candidate because of Tyreek Hill's, Tyreek Hill's presence out there. And there's no other number one type of receiver that – I guess maybe there are, but they don't make plays like Tyreek Hill where when they needed a play in the punt return game to be made the other night, that's when you put Tyreek Hill back there. He's only he's only returned a handful of punts this year, and three of them have gone for big distances. He set them up to start making that comeback the other night. One other MVP note, like I think Ezekiel Elliott, no matter what he does, probably faces a little bit of an uphill climb, even though he's on the team that gets more celebration than any other team combined. It, because if they go 7-9 and nine or 6-10 and 10 or they don't make the playoffs, again, if you look at the way the MVP voting happens, 9 out of 10 times they're attached to a high-flying winning team. I have even more respect for Zeke Elliott through the first four weeks than I've had in the past because he's doing this. He's, the, he's showing this year certain guys will disappear. Running backs will disappear when they don't have quite the cast that they need around him, and he's – Still a badass right now, even with the Cowboys kind of going uphill on offense. He's a great guy to think about what would the team would be like without him. <laughs> They'd be terrible. It's they, like they no, might be going for the no number one to overall Todd pick. Gurley. The Rams would be fine without Todd Gurley. They would figure it out. It, the, the Cowboys would be one in fifteen. They'd be a hot mess. The play that won that game, other than the field goal, of course, is uh, Gurley. Uh, Zeke going down the sideline and taking a ball over the, over his shoulder and bringing it in. Not a lot of running backs can make that play. Let's move to number six, Aaron Rodgers, uh, and number five, Drew Brees. Uh, so two quarterbacks, two mainstays, two future Hall of Famers still getting it done. Yeah, I wanted to point out that Brees missed a couple of touchdowns in week two, but has otherwise been just about perfect. He didn't have – the greatest game about against the Giants, but he's still completing about 76% of his passes, which would shatter his own record for a single season. Uh, 76, yeah. that's insane. And Aaron Rodgers, I mean, what he did week one, um, the largest fourth-quarter comeback in the 98-year 
98-year history of the Packers was amazing. And to me, like, I think some of the prettiest throws of the season have been drops by Packers wide receivers, Mm. including a a pair off one foot with just a flick of the wrist that were perfectly placed in Devontae Adams' hands and Geronimo Allison's hands in the end zone in the red zone last week. And this game should have been way better than 22 to nothing in the Packers. Like a seasoned bullfighter out of a Hemingway novel. Yeah, Rogers. I sort of went to the bank twice on that. I Is said that on the podcast better? a couple of days ago. <laughs> oh, if, you, if, you get a good, if you get a good line in the podcast, you got to Well, you let me right. finish the sense. I'm enjoying the <laughs> sense. Is a grizzled veteran playing 21st century America's most iconic athletic position with style and flair. You don't read this on SB Nation, folks. <laughs> Random SB you don't read this on right? Bro Bible. <laughs> or not allowed on Bro Bible. Or bar- Barstool. You only get it from Chris Wessling at NFL.com. And uh, I should note uh, – that Aaron Rodgers, even though their offense did not play very well as a unit uh, last week against the Bills, moving better, which is a good sign that perhaps his legs are getting back up to speed. Uh, we'll move to uh, number four, Alvin Kamara, running back New Orleans Saints. Uh, Mark, he is super impressive this season because this is the year, the first quarter of the season he did it on his own, and the Saints didn't skip a beat back there. He can do it all. And I, I guess I with this whole pull the player from the offense thing, I would struggle a little bit. If you pull Alvin Kamara from this offense, you still have what they've had all along, which is Drew Brees and the parts around him. But Alvin Kamara, to me, is such a different kind of player than they've ever had. But if you pull Drew Brees and you put in some other no-namer, what happens to it's, it? You've got two MVP candidates on that offense for a good reason. But to me, Alvin Kamara is doing things that no other running back in football can do right now. And he's doing it no matter who else is on the field. And he's a special player, and they know it. The the touchdown that he scored, the balance that he showed last week on the goal line, I think that's what really separates him is that he can be that that receiver essentially running routes and beating linebackers like a receiver, but he can also he can also withstand linebackers crunching him on the goal line and keep his balance. He, that's why I call him an alien. Like he has a like a balance that I it's hard to measure that, but it's better than any running back I can remember. I'm just glad he was born when he was, he so he could play in this era. Oh, I was, yeah, I was in nowhere that could from. Uh, you He's mentioned fun. you mentioned his goal line abilities. Do you believe that now that Mark Ingram is back, that they'll have a similar role to last season, or do you think Kamara is kind of the the lead dog here as opposed to a one-two punch? I think he was the lead dog by the end of last year, and I don't think his role has to change too much because he's only run the ball 56 times this year. You probably won't get games like last week where he had 19 carries as, as often. But they, they've been pretty conservative with him running. He's caught the ball more. He's third in receptions. He's on pace to break Matt Forte's single-season record for receptions by a running back. He's going to go over 100 unless he gets injured. It's a great problem for them to have to fi- figure that out. Uh, the top three, Khalil Mack, linebacker, Bears. I think everyone has been tracking this guy's season, gets traded from the Raiders, and has just become a monster. He's on pace for 20 sacks and 13 forced fumbles and is, is the, the face of that defense right now. And then you have Jared Goff at number two, getting some love. This has been – it's been funny, the Jared Goff narrative in this NFL season. The first two weeks, you had the – after the second week, you had the game manager narrative rolled in. Now the last two weeks when he's been lighting it up, it's like the totally opposite side of it where it's like Jared Goff is actually a superstar, guys. He's closer to that, Wes? You'd have to be blind to watch Jared Goff the last two weeks and think that he's a game manager when he's making – 
uh, what Jim Murray once said about Dan Marino, double keyhole throws, not just putting it through one keyhole, but two keyholes. And then through a turkey hole sometimes. And then through a turkey hole. Bang, so many he holes. He is putting the ball oh. right on his receiver's hands, 20, 30, 40, 50 yards downfield. What, what more do you want the guy to do? E- even in that week two game, he was making plays under pressure into tight windows that I don't, I think that was the one thing that I wondered about Jared Goff. Can he, can he move away from pressure? But he shows that he's not Tom Brady, but he shows that ability to move within the pocket that Matt Ryan's also very good at to get away from defenders and deliver while he's about to be hit. And I don't think that was really there the first couple of years. He's just getting better. I agree. If Khalil Mack keeps this up and again, this award is always on my radar because it only goes to two positions for 29 years in a row. And then it goes to a third I don't know how he wins MVP based on what J.J. Watt did over previous seasons. I don't know how they don't just slide him into Defensive Player of the Year. But if he keeps this up, there's such an argument to change the way we look at MVP because he is. I get that. I get that. You, if you're, you, they threw six touchdowns. The quarterback's good now. Everyone's all, all on that bus. Matt Nagy can run the offense. This is their quarterback. He came in and changed this team from the absolute minute he stepped on the field, and they would not be who they are without Khalil Mack. He's what an MVP should be. Yeah, if not for that miraculous Aaron Rodgers comeback, the Bears would be undefeated, and people would be talking about him more as an MVP. And I think you'd have to go – some of those Watt seasons were just outrageous. I think they might have fallen on some of those crazy Peyton Manning years and Aaron Rodgers seasons. But some quarterback's going to be crazy this year. It's such a high bar, though. Right. Right. And I I think the quarterback ultimately is, to me – the most important player in the sport. So I, I, I get what you're saying, but, but Matt could make a real strong push. You're what right. if they changed the name of the award from Defensive Player of the Year to Defensive MVP? Would that make you feel any It would better? make me because I think what we do is we automatically take – it. it's easier just to understand offense if you're half these voters. I understand a wide receiver going for 2,000 yards, a quarterback doing what Pat – but when you're lo- – Jarrell Casey will never get consideration because who's watching Jarrell Casey? And even with Mac, you can hear that Mac's great and see it on highlight plays, but you don't see the nuance of snap after snap, most of these voters. And I think reporters and voters have gotten much more knowledgeable thanks to services like PFF, but still it's a stats-based award more than it should be. There's no replacement for watching the games. And if you're watching the games, I mean, these writers just don't have enough time to, but if you're watching the games, Khalil Mack would – Certainly, be in your top two. If he got, if he kept up this pace, I think he'd had a legit shot. The problem is this pace is outrageous. I mean, if he gets a forced fumble every week, I think <laughs> he'll do it. Yeah, I think you'll get, a lot it. Of records. you'll get you'll get it. Number one on the list. Yeah, you can guess it. It's not Tom Brady because Tommy didn't make the top ten. Urgh. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. That was for you, Erica. <laughs> you like that? I didn't read the article. <sighs> Yikes! Yeah. So when is the last article you read on NFL.com? <laughs> Uh, your Browns Belichick article about Ooh. a year ago. Ooh. Okay. Oh, the okay. Belichick one, not the recent the Belichick one about being a two fan. years that ago. So but no, I didn't. I I tweeted about it, how great it was, but I didn't read it. Pat- <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time, so yeah, I really can't kill you. Close. Patrick Mahomes uh, and Wes, you you can give us. <laughs> we've talked a lot about Patrick Mahomes. Why is he number one? Well, beyond the numbers, the way he's played, the style in which he's played, uh, the fact that Andy Reid. You know, to his everlasting credit, had a perennial playoff contender with Alex Smith, a guy who could run his offense, who could be safe and conservative, which a lot of coaches like. Don't go out there and freelance. Don't go out there and mess up the game plan. Patrick Mahomes is out there freelancing and doing it well as 
as a guy who's only made five NFL starts. And then guys like Bud Dupree from the Steelers say, we really underestimated this guy's pre-snap intelligence. He was out there deciphering us before the snap. He's doing all of that plus the Elway Favre-like ability to improvise and play Sandlot football when the defense makes you do it. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Let's do it. Patrick Mahomes, the leader, everyone's leader for MVP, including Chris Wessling. You check it out, NFL.com slash Wessling to read the entire piece. Great work, Wes. Uh, Ad time, G Suite is a suite of cloud-based productivity tools that includes Gmail, Docs, Slides, Sheets, and Drive. These tools improve your work life, both in terms of your experience and the outputs you create, hence the new campaign. Make it with G Suite. You know when you have 20 identical versions of a document labeled final and no clue which is the latest? Yes. Uh, all the time, it's it's highly uh, ponderous. So you make another version and name that one final final, right? Yes, that's what I do in that situation. Well, with G Suite by Google Cloud, a range of work apps like Gmail, Docs, and Slides let you make real-time updates to the same document without having to keep track of version after version of a project. And since all the tools are cloud-based, your whole team can access the same doc and work on the same page at the same time. To find out more about G Suite's productivity tools, visit gsuite.com. That's gsuite.com. Make it with G Suite by Google Cloud and also... Have you, uh, you know, ever looked at your credit card statement and been shocked by the interest rate? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Did you know you could actually roll all of your credit card debt into one monthly payment at a lower fixed interest rate? I did not. Lightstream offers credit card consolidation. <laughs> consolidation of loans from 5.89% APR with auto pay. That's lower the, than the average credit card interest rate of over 18% APR. Yikes. Get a loan from 5,000 to 100. Jeez, bang. And you can even get your funds as soon as the day you apply because Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a great interest rate and no fees. And now, our listeners can get a special discount on top of Lightstream's already low rates. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash football. Doesn't feel specific to us, but uh, fair enough. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash football. Subject to credit approval. Rate includes 0.50% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash football for more information. All right. Let's close out the show with a look at Thursday night football. The New England Patriots 2-2 two two, got back on track uh, by wiping out the Dolphins. Humbling. The Miami Mashers, uh, <laughs> 35-7, I believe, was the final. It was not competitive. And now their treat is another home matchup, this time against the Colts, who uh, are now 1-3, uh, Mark Sessler. And they need a dub, and it ain't going to be easy to do on the road in Foxborough. Uh, what are your thoughts? I It's always when I look at the schedule and they put these short week games in New England it's a double extra challenge. A, you're a first-year head coach in Frank Reich. You've got to out-duel Bill Belichick, a Bill Belichick team that gets Julian Edelman back, and I think we're going to get more snaps from Josh Gordon than, what did he have, 18 last week or something? Didn't do a whole lot for them. And we'll find out about Gronk. He's a wait-and-see at this point. I trust that he'll play, um, although, Greg, you do not. You think he may not. We'll see. It's a, sh- <laughs> it's a short week, and he hasn't practiced. I know they're saying it's not a major ankle injury. That's been, reported, that's been reported <laughs> widely, but why 
why risk anything with Rob Gronkowski's long-term health? I think it's a smart week to have him sit down. Because you need a win. Because you're only two and two, and if he can play, he plays. You get a long, you get a basically a mini buy if you can. If he's good enough to suit up, I think they could use it. Yeah, him. you start. I don't know. To me, that's a well. The Patriots are one of the teams that that generally err on the side of caution in terms of they're going to preserve their guys' bodies if they can. I feel like that's the approach the Vikings took when they got the clock cleaned by the Bills. Oh, we don't really need Dalvin Cook this week. Let's be cautious. I, I don't think that they would make the decision any differently against any team. It's just the fact that it's a it's a Thursday night game. Well, and you're, it's a cult. No T.Y. Hilton for the Colts, it sounds like. No right? Jack Doyle, it sounds like. They are shorthanded in the passing game. We already know what we think about their, their run game. <clears throat> nice to have Robert Turbin back, but Robert Turbin is not the second coming of – Please, and Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott right here. So it's like you get like 28 yards from him. I'm enjoying your analysis. No, you have no – it's like I just like think Woody this – watching them against the Texans, they can do one thing, and it's throw the ball to a bunch of no-namers no outside of T.Y. Hilton. Can Which I is, ask a question? Has Andrew Luck ever beaten the Col- uh, Patriots? No. Has the it ever average, been a close game? The average margin of victory since Luck has played for the Colts is 19 points in the Patriots' favor. Oh, well, this is such a different Colts team and such a different Patriots team. If the Colts uh, were healthy, uh, I think it would have been re- a, a lot more interesting because the Patriots. But of course, it won't be. Wes was right that on paper last week was a, a strange week, and they're still working through things. But especially. Uh, Seeing the Patriots' offense against the Colts' defense would have been interesting, but they're they're also missing Quincy Wilson. They're missing Kenny Moore, probably their best two guys. You know, in but the this secondary. is the first Colts, Colts defense since before the Ryan Grigson era that has had a backbone. You yep. can't just line up and shove it down their throat this year. I think it could wind up being kind of an ugly game where there's a little bit of grumbling just because it's just because it's. 18 to 10 going into the fourth or something. I want to see the Patriots offense get going. It's going to be a lot of James White, a lot of Sony Michelle. Trent Brown is really struggling to protect Tom Brady. The Nate Solder departure is starting to come home to roost, and that's that's a big concern. Maybe it's not a huge one this week, but Tom Brady is getting hit a lot, and Tom Brady is not hitting any deep balls. He's statistically He's the worst maybe the, the worst in the league yes. hitting deep balls right now. Colts but, had seven sacks last week, and that came against the Texans, so you can second, take a few off that. But They are second only to the Bears in sacks, and they are leading the NFL in tackles for loss. There was, there the was, Colts. There was an old uh, adage, which I know you were aware of, Greg, that you would never uh, bet against Peyton Manning in primetime. In Peyton Manning's heyday, he was a, a beast. Uh, Andrew Luck has struggled in primetime in his career. One uh, of his last six games that the Colts have won. So I'm going to be really surprised, especially with them being shorthanded, if they go in there and compete. A word in Andrew Luck's favor here. We expressed quite a bit of skepticism about his arm. Then he went and threw for a career high with T.Y. Hilton on the sideline in the fourth quarter. He's got a comeback attempt, sends the game to the last seconds with Zach Paschal, Marcus Johnson, Chester Rogers, three undrafted receivers, and a former basketball mm. player undrafted named Mo Alley Cox. I don't Mo! Wanna, I don't want to hear any more Eli Manning That's not excuses. A real person. I just don't. Don't give me any more. Especially while Eli JJ Manning. Watt and J- Debbie and Clowney are coming yes. after him. Like if Andrew Luck can get four hundred and sixty four yards with an arm that's not quite right. <laughs> They weren't, they weren't all six-yard passes either. I have no idea why we're talking about Eli Manning I'm just right saying, now, like, all the excuses that are constantly made for Eli Manning, and Andrew Luck did that. By the way, I do think, as Mark mentioned, we'll see more of Josh Gordon, and he made a big impact. I feel I don't need that a little more excited about Josh Gordon after these 
18 snaps. Didn't play much. Mark doesn't want to hear that. I, mean, he, I don't. That's great, Greg, that you, after multiple Lombardi trophies, that you're just walking around, one in each arm. Erica's carrying the third. Now you're getting to be excited about Josh well, Gordon. five Come on. There, but he made a, two tough catches. He drew a penalty. He also drew his Xavier Howard. He broke a couple tackles. He made a huge block. In other words, he's a monstrous, a talented wide receiver. Right. So I'm. You, s- we are finally connecting the dots here. Well, we haven't <laughs> seen that in a long time, really. This guy is from another. You talk about someone else being an alien, Alvin Kamara. Josh Gordon, when he's healthy and good, is unstoppable, and you got him for nothing. How about that Eli Manning, though? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is this right. is so predictable. That's, What's going to happen here? Let's cut through the BS. I got 38-17 Pats in this game. What do you guys got? I don't think the Pats score that many points. I'll say 24-20 Pats. I'll go 26-19 13 I like what I saw out of the, the Pats defense, especially at home. Good stuff. All right. Uh, we'll recap this game. No one's locking up the Patriots this week? I would suggest not, but listen, it's a mirror check. That's all. Just look in the mirror. None of us ever. I never think about locking this early in the week. So it, the Thursday. You can though. It is eligible. None of us do, except I did it with the Browns two weeks ago. So none right. of us not accurate. <laughs> I said I, I, n- I never do. All right, let's let's end this podcast before a fight breaks out. Uh, we will be back tomorrow night uh, with a recap of the game we just previewed, and then a preview of all the rest of the week five games. That's what we do. And again, if you have not, wa- or if you're not watching our Twitter show, we're having quite a lot of fun over there. So the video show, you can find it pinned on our pages and pinned on the Around the NFL Twitter page. So make sure you check it out. Uh, give it a gander. Gander is a term nice. people use. I like it. For look at it. To peer at, to look. Yes. Thank you. All right, let's go. Stan Hansa signing off for the Quiet Storm, the Mailman. The old boss and Ricky Hollywood behind the glass. Go Yankees! Till Thursday! You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap, fresh, green, Irish Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.